to tell you the story of the little chicken who led me ultimately to start United Poultry Concerns in 1990. Back in the mid-1980s, my husband, Alan Kate, and I moved to a little place that we rented in a wooded area outside Washington, D.C. And one morning in June, shortly after we moved there, I was taking a walk down a lovely little leafy path, and lo and behold, I came to a shack or a shed. And I went around the corner, and I saw that there was a door that was tied shut with a shoestring. And so I carefully opened that door and peered inside, and lo and behold, there were white, large chickens. So I carefully went inside, and there must have been about a hundred chickens, and I sat down on the dirt floor with them, and they immediately surrounded me and seemed very pleased to have a visitor, to have the company. After that, every day in the early afternoon, I would walk down the little path to their shed, open the little door, and it took no time at all for them to know that I was coming. They have excellent hearing, chickens do, and they got to know the time of day very quickly, early afternoon, and they would be there at the door waiting for me. So for, for about six weeks, this was our daily routine. And then one day I went down there with a magazine, which I often took with me to sit on the floor and read while they surrounded me and speaking to them all the time too. So I went into the little house and there was nobody there. So I knew that our landlady had sent these chickens to slaughter. So then a little later, I looked in again and I saw movement. I saw a shadow underneath a shelf that was filled on top with a lot of rusted farm equipment. And when I went back there, I saw there was a little hen. She was very small compared to the other chickens. She was dirty and she was extremely crippled. So I gathered her up in my arms and I carefully took her into the kitchen and I set her down on a nice soft blanket. And my husband said we should name her Viva because she is the one who lived. After that, on nice summer days, I would take Viva outside in the yard and place her on the grass and we would sit together. But I quickly discovered how much Viva, despite being so crippled, wanted to move. And I watched as she developed a procedure that enabled her to do that. And what she would do was she would stand as best she could on her crippled legs and she would fan out her wings so that the wingtips touched the ground on both sides, and she would balance herself very carefully until 
she felt she could move forward. And then she would run across the grass for several yards on her crippled legs with her wings providing balance until she collapsed into an exhausted heap on the ground. And she would stay like that for several minutes, regaining her energy. And then she would start the whole process over again, standing up as best she could, holding herself up on her legs, her crippled legs, using her wings to balance herself, and then forging ahead, hobbling ahead, until she collapsed, sat there, regained her energy, and began once again to do what she wanted to do, which was to be able to move, to be able to run, to be able to be active. And she learned to use her body in a way that would enable her to do just that. And it was very touching to me to see to what extent Viva wanted to be able to behave like a normal chicken, and she did her very best to be able to accomplish that goal within the confines of the body that she had. Another thing about Viva that was very, very touching to me was her voice. She had a little peeping voice, and she was just a baby bird anyway. She was only maybe two months old by that time. And she had a lovely little trill when she was feeling particularly happy and comfortable. She would go, and she would repeat that. And she loved it when I would gently stroke and pat her on her back and also on the bottoms of her feet, which were very soft. And she would make that lovely little trilling sound. And she showed how she knew to be comforted. And one day when we were together, I noticed that the inside of her legs, her thighs, had black and blue marks. And I noticed that under her wings, the same black and blue bruises appeared. These were not open wounds. They were black and blue bruises. I had no idea what was wrong with her. At the time, I knew virtually nothing about chickens, but I saw that this was an issue. So one day I arranged to take her to the veterinary clinic and the veterinarian there said, well, Viva has been bred to have all these problems and she is not going to recover. She's just going to get worse and she's going to be miserable. And the veterinarian recommended that Viva be euthanized. So I sat with Viva. I had her in a nice box on a blanket and I petted her and I talked to her and she made her little peeping sound back at me. And then the veterinarian came and took her away. About 10 minutes later, the veterinarian returned with the box with Viva in it and she was dead. 
And the veterinarian said she wouldn't die fast enough, so I had to give her a lethal injection. So I took Viva out to the car and set her in the passenger seat where she had ridden with me while she was alive, and now she was dead. And I took her back home, and my husband and I buried her in the yard, and we said, this is where soft Viva has been laid to rest. Five years later, though I hadn't known at the time that I knew Viva that I would do this, I founded United Poultry Concerns as a nonprofit organization to promote the compassionate and respectful treatment of chickens and other domesticated fowl. And Viva, I call our foundational chicken because she was so instrumental in teaching me about chickens and also the chickens who were in the little shed, how friendly they were, how pleased they were that I came to visit them and to sit with them. And so when I started this organization, I decided that I was going to be a voice. I was going to ensure that United Poultry Concerns was a voice for all the chickens in the world who were like Viva, except that they didn't have a chance to know happiness, to know comfort and joy, as Viva did in her short life. So I am very pleased to have been able to tell you this story, and I look forward to telling you more stories. And I want to thank you very, very much for joining me today to listen to the story of Viva the Chicken Hen, the little hen who started it all. Thank you so much for listening.